The following story contains content about suicide and mental health that may be sensitive to some listeners. The patient experience is absolutely inseparable from the outcome. Life-changing medicine must be accompanied by a life-changing patient experience. In healthcare, life-changing moments happen to more than just patients. Yes, patients are the center of the work we do, but in an emotionally and physically taxing environment like healthcare, sometimes the best thing we can do for our patients is to take care of each other. In this episode, you'll hear from Tracy Benny, the Director of Medical Staff Services at UPMC Mercy, as she tells us about a time when her coworkers' small actions made all the difference. Here's Tracy. Good afternoon. As Sandy said, my name is Tracy Benny, and I am the Director of Medical Staff Services for UPMC Mercy and McGee Women's Hospital. I would like to acknowledge and thank Patty Jende, who really encouraged me to share my story. I began my career here nearly 29 years ago when, right out of business school, I landed a six-month temp assignment in the billing office at McGee. I worked really hard to prove myself, and before the end of my assignment, I had applied for and was chosen um, for a full-time administrative assistant position in the same department, which was a really big deal for me and my family because it meant benefits, which up until that point we didn't have. My Connect to Purpose story is not about how wonderfully we take care of our patients or our visitors. I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, but a story about the great people that make up this organization um, and how we rely upon and care for one another. And the very specific day that I knew that UPMC would remain my employer of choice for a very long time. As I said, I started my career here 29 years ago at McGee. Um, with, a, with an assignment in the billing office. Um, at the time, the billing office was located in what is now the Research Institute, and from there we were moved to the Isley's building. So I had not yet spent much time physically at the hospital. A few years later, a position opened up in the Environmental Services Department, and although it was a lateral move for me, I was ready to be on site at the hospital to see and to learn how hospital operations really ticked. I had no idea when I transferred departments the amazing people that I would meet there and the impact that they would have and continue to have on the rest of my life. My husband Michael and I were a young couple. Uh, we had a seven-year-old daughter. Uh, we were proud of ourselves. We were proud of one another. And we worked really hard to make ends meet, which wasn't always easy. We tried to keep up with the pressures of life, uh, but it wouldn't be long before those pressures began to seep in for us. In January of 1996, I was in the Environmental Services Department talking with one of my supervisors at the time, Nancy Steger, and Carrie Washington about my daughter's upcoming Holy Communion and how I might manage to make sure that she had everything that she needed. You see, my husband's work was very slow at this time um, to the point that he had been unemployed for quite some time, which had put a tremendous amount of pressure on our marriage. Um, financially, emotionally, and very personally. Uh, Nancy had mentioned to me a small shop in Squirrel Hill. Uh, some of you may know by name. I'm not even sure if it's still there. It was called Newman's. And that they had uh, Holy Communion, uh, everything she would need for her big day, and that they had a layaway program which would work for us. So the next day that I could, I took Candace to Newman's, and she picked what seemed like at the time, one of everything in the store. Um, but it was everything that she needed, um, shoes, socks, the slip, 
uh, the veil, and of course, the most important dress. If you could have seen her face when she came out of the dressing room that morning, uh, she was so excited and so proud of how she looked. Um, and it is an image that is forever etched in my mind, um, always. On Saturday, February 17th of that same year, I took Candace to CCD, and after church, I picked her up so that we could go to spend the day with a friend of mine for sled riding and lunch. And when nightfall came, uh, Candace asked me if she could spend the night, and I let her. Um, on my way home, I stopped at my mother's, as I often did, and nobody was home, which was really odd to me because there was always somebody at my mom's. And uh, so I figured I would just use the bathroom and be on my way. Before I left, the phone rang, and um, it was my brother, Elmer. And at first, he said nothing to me, I think, in disbelief that I happened to be the one that picked up the phone that day. And um, finally, he said to me, he said, uh, Tracy, it's Michael. He's gone. And, and I said, gone where? Uh, where did he go? And um, I don't clearly remember what happened next, and I don't remember driving to my house, but when I got there, um, the coroner was already removing my husband from the house. Um, the pressures of this life and unemployment and raising a family had gotten the best of him, and uh, my husband had taken his own life that day while Candace and I were out. The next day, my friend brought Candace home, and I gave her the news of Michael's passing, and I'll never forget what she said to me. She looked up at me, and she said, but he'll miss my Holy Communion and my most wonderful dress. And I held her, and I assured her that he would be there and that he would get to see her. But I can tell you, uh, never in my life in that moment had I felt so broken. The next few weeks were a complete blur. We managed to get through the funeral, and I had taken some time off to spend with Candace to make sure she was okay um, before she went back to school and to get my affairs in order. And when she was ready, I came back to work. I remember the first week back being very quiet. All I did was cry and push papers around my desk, and Nancy Seeger, who is a champion to me, um, and was my boss at the time, she let me. I remember um, hearing her voice coming from her office that first week, uh, taking every single call that came in and just sitting at my desk, numb, praying to God that I could just say something out loud and pick up the phone, but I couldn't. Um, the weeks went by, and I got back into a good routine at work. Excuse me. The weeks went by, and I got back into a good routine at work, and at lunch one day, I was sitting in the break room, and I was going through my wallet, and I came across my receipt for Newman's and realized that I had never gone back with everything that happened to make a payment. Uh, so I called, expecting them to tell me that my layaway had been canceled, but it hadn't, and the woman told me that she would, that she would hold it for me. Uh, the next day that we could, uh, my sister Diana and I, uh, we took Candace to Newman's, and she was so excited to get there. When we got into the store, I handed the nurse, uh, or the, the um, I'm sorry, not the nurse, <laughs> the clerk, uh, my receipt, and when she read my name, she smiled, and I remember her scurrying quite quickly to the back to, to get our things. And when she came out, uh, she came around the desk and handed Candace's her packages, 
and um, she handed me a receipt uh, that was marked paid in full, along with a card that said, we are here for you. Uh, Nancy Seeger, uh, Carrie, and all of the housekeepers at McGee had pitched in after my husband passed away, and they paid for everything. Uh, they never told me. They never mentioned it. Um, they just did it, if you could imagine. Uh, I collapsed in Newman's, and I sat on the floor in Newman's department store, and I sobbed. And I sobbed until we all laughed out loud. And um, I knew in that moment that we were going to be okay. Um, Nancy, thank you. Uh, my life was forever changed that day. I was humbled to the point that I felt unworthy of such kindness and compassion. These people genuinely cared about me, but more importantly, they cared about my daughter and they took the time to know me well enough to know what was important to her. I knew in that moment, sitting on Newman's floor, that I would stay with this company as long as I could, as long as they would have me, and I would surround myself with such good, compassionate people who genuinely, who genuinely care. Fast forward several years, I was blessed to meet another great man and to have an amazing daughter named Cassidy. Um, for those of you that had an opportunity to meet her, she is a child with boundless talent and a sense of humor that would put any comedian to shame, I can assure you. Uh, a few years ago, we were talking about her Holy Communion that was coming up, and I told her the story of Candace's dress and what my friends had done for me. Uh, she asked me what happened to the dress, and I told her that I had put it away many years ago, and she asked me that if it fit, could she wear it, uh, and she did. You see, my daughters are 15 years apart from one another, but Cassidy didn't care that the dress was old and certainly not the whitest on the altar that day. Um, she just wanted to be part of the story, and now she is. And I am happy to say and hopeful that my granddaughter, uh, sweet Mabel Jane, um, will choose to wear this dress in a few years from now for her Holy Communion. Um, you can see the slide of Candace and then Cassidy and then Mabel Jane uh, helping me to do my slide. Uh, this dress has become an heirloom for me and a very cherished part of my life and my career here at UPMC. Uh, I want to say that um, this experience really could have financially devastated me at a very young age. And I will never take for granted the fact that at the age of 28, I had to plan for what was a very, very unexpected funeral. A funeral that, by the way, was paid for because my employer offered insurance that I was eligible for when I had to take time off to get my affairs in order and make sure my daughter was okay, those days were paid for because I earned them through my employer. Both of my daughters, one who has had a total thyroid removal and ongoing treatment, the other who spent nearly 30 days in the NICU at McGee Women's Hospital under the greatest care, both have always had medical, dental, and vision benefits. And when Cassidy goes off to college, I will be eligible for tuition reimbursement because of my employer. I'll never take it for granted. And for 29 years, I have had a paycheck in the bank every two weeks without fail. It's always there. At the end of the day, we have to realize that they do care about us. Uh, they care about us enough to invest in us, to bring us here, to provide us benefits, and not only to invest in us, but to invest in our children through tuition reimbursement. They are the future, and our employer invests in them. It's the people here. Um, it's why UPMC remains my employer of choice. 
Um, this is always a difficult year, time of year for me and my family. Um, it always will be. Uh, but I believe through tragedy, um, we have experienced growth and appreciation. Um, please never underestimate the impact and the number of years that a single act of kindness can have on someone. Uh, if you don't have a Nancy in your life, I suggest you be one for someone else. Compassion truly is the life-changing medicine. I know it was for me. Um, thank you for allowing me to share my Connect to Purpose story, and I hope that you will find the courage to share yours. You've been listening to Life-Changing Moments. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and let us know in our Yammer group, Life-Changing Moments. For more information on how you can create a better UPMC experience for our patients and your colleagues, search UPMC Experience on Infonet. Life-changing moments are everywhere. What part will you play 